bring in our next guest. That's Chris Robinson, Managing Director at TJM Institutional Services. Welcome to the show, Chris. Morning. All right, so we've got uh, equities weaker. We're off a session or overnight lows so far, but we've seen continued weakness in equities, a little risk off trading today with bonds up. Give me your take here on the markets. I'd say, you know, what drove that was, you know, the magic 20% correction, which we got back to on the NASDAQ on, on Friday. A lot of people thought about that over the weekend and decided that, you know, they needed to lighten the load. I, I still can't get too negative on the, the S&P and the Dow until it takes out, you know, the uh, the lows from the last, the last correction, you know, so that's the level to watch. Obviously, if you look at both the Dow and the S&P, they haven't had anything near close to a 20% correction. They're at about 12 to 15 looking at each one of them. So that's the risk. The risk is that everybody panics and the uh, the Autobots go after it. And we get a 20% correction. We'll see how that, you know, thrives. You know, what was the driver? I, you know, we've known about the Chinese lockdowns for, for weeks now. And mm -hmm. crude oil actually, you know, bounced last week. We had a pretty decent little recovery. Just is this one of those things where this looks like more emotion? Uh, I think people got are, are finally focused in on the fact that, yeah, the, the Fed's going to raise rates. And this just seems like an emotional move to me. And then the last thing is big technical. What's what's big technical? Well, it's got to be the crude market. Crude was at 62 bucks in December. It hit 130.50. Guess where today's low is? 96.50, halfway back. We've seen that so often come out of these uh, for the last two years. We get a big move. We get a halfway back. We get a big sell-off. We get a halfway back rally. Um, so I would watch crude oil there. And again, uh, as far as the, the stocks go, this just seems like a, a, a little bit of a, a, a correction. And again, do, do, I, do you want to get panicky? And I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I'd, I'd watch and make sure that those uh, January, February lows that we had, um, you know, if those, if those get taken out, it could, could accelerate. Yeah, you see some margin calls, possibly. We saw that at the end of last week, Chris, where, uh, you know, equities turned around and pivoted on Thursday. See this massive slide here. We're seeing weakness overseas, which is ex ex uh, exacerbating the moves that we're seeing here in the U.S. We're off of lows. Is, is, is there um, basically a catalyst for this market where, hey, if the S&P 500 doesn't get down to that 4,200 level and bounce off that, uh, you know, we could see that that meltdown where, you know, the, you, as you mentioned, the Dow is still only down about 9 uh, yeah. percent, you know, uh, from its all time highs. Nasdaq's in uh, bear market territory at this point. Uh, and that yeah. trend doesn't seem to be reversing anytime soon. No, Nasdaq seems to be, you know, there's probably more speculative stuff going on in the Nasdaq than the S&P and certainly the Dow. The level to watch in the, in the Dow, it's it's pretty cl clear cut. Forty one hundred. Right. Uh, Forty one hundred. Is where we hit. I'm looking at the chart here, right back, right, right, right now. The last week in in, uh, in February, so about uh, uh, you know two months ago. So if that if that fails, then you're going to have people obviously try and cannonball it lower and say, okay, that's 15%. Where's 20%? And again, it, it doesn't take much other than a change in sen sentiment. And you it, you've got to look at the overall big picture, right? For two years, we did nothing but go straight up. The S&P went. You know, was up 120 percent in 22 months. We're so overdue for a more substantial correction than 10 or 12 percent. There's a lot of people out there that are falling all over themselves trying to say this is the start of a bear market. Um, I, I I would caution everybody out there. It's okay to have an opinion, 
but do not let your opinion uh, you know, burn your trading account. So look for those levels, make sure you've got your risk covered. If you wanna be a person that's buying the dip here, you know, uh, you know, two weeks ago, like, oh, if, if, you know, if we get a dip, I'm gonna buy it. Just make sure you have an exit plan uh, so you don't get run over. You don't wanna be like those people that, uh, you know, they, 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 they buy, then they buy the, the, the next break and the next break and the next break. You've gotta manage your risk. And, um, you know, if we got, I would say this, if we get a turnaround in crude oil today, if something happens and crude oil goes back above a hundred bucks, that'll probably cool some of the kind of this twitchy selling that we've seen. You know, and Sunday night markets are kind of the worst, uh, you know, that everybody's, uh, a lot of the trade is, you know, coming out of Europe. Um, I'm more concerned about where we're gonna be at lunchtime than we are here at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, we've definitely had a lot of intraday volatility uh, over the last uh, several months, uh, to, yes. to let alone say that. Now, when you look at that, Chris, uh, as far as being careful, buying dips in this type of market, maybe having stopped set in, especially if you're trading futures products, is this one where if you are buying dips, you better be looking at it for more than a month trade or a week trade. You should be looking out six months, a year, five years at this point, uh, yeah. if you're looking at uh, individual names uh, that you expect to outperform. Yeah, I'm a big believer in looking at weekly continuation charts. It helps calm things down. Um, the last example I'd look at is gold, right? Look at gold. Talk about a get me out trade this morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, we gapped lower on the charts, we're, we're lower there. And you're thinking, what's that? It's maybe the realization that with the tough talk from the Fed, maybe inflation, you know, isn't the big bugaboo that we heard about. And, I, and I'll say this I saw some warning signs about a week and a half, two weeks ago, started hearing from people that, had never ever bought a commodity in their life that suddenly were convinced they need to own commodities. That could be a, uh, an issue here too, where you got a lot of people come to the markets buying commodities because you know they had never done it before. And those are vicious markets. If you do not have an exit plan, and you, you said the key word, a sell stop. If you don't have a sell stop, or if you're long futures and you don't have puts against them, you can get run over very, very quickly. And um, you know it's, it's an expensive lesson to learn um, if it's the first time you've ever done it. So I don't mind it when people say, you know, I want to buy this dip. I would just say, make sure that you know your exit point in case you were wrong. If more people put on trades assuming they were wrong and it said, okay, I'm going to get out here, you could have a lot more successful traders uh, out there, you know, in your viewing audience. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you mentioned that getting into products that you're not comfortable trading and you don't know the downside risks on it, really important in this type of yes. volatile market at this point. But you mentioned gold. I kind of wanted to hit on that. Back down to yeah. 19, down to, uh, back down to 1900, it's, it's almost like, hey, we've got inflationary pressures everywhere, Chris. Why is gold starting to slide even more? It's, it's almost like a risk-off product at this point. Yeah, and it's also really kind of more of a currency thing as well. I mean, the dollar's higher. Um, and again, we, it failed at a key technical level. You know, it didn't, it couldn't get the 2000 print. Uh, the 2000 uh, print, you know, gets a lot of attention, brings a lot of new people in who've never traded gold before. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's, this is it. We're going to the moon. Also too, I mean, out of, out of all the inflation hedges, gold has betrayed everybody in the last two years. It really has, um, you know, the first thing that happened in the 2020 uh, first panic in the in the S&P when we broke hard, you know, gold actually moved lower. So this has been a very difficult trade for anybody out there who was raised on the dogma that, oh, uh, gold is going to be your savior if we have 
uh, you know, uh, concerns out there with stock markets and, uh, and all the stuff that we've seen, wars, stock market, inflation. Uh, it's been a very, very disappointing trade for anybody out there. And again, it's until it breaks out of its range, it's also range bound. Um, I, you know, if you're looking for the best inflation hedge, if we could get in Marty McFly's uh, DeLorean and go back to 2020, it was cotton. Yeah. You know, cotton was at 48 cents. So there, there have been other better inflation hedges than gold. And again, it's it continues to just defy, you know, logic because you would think in times like this, uh, gold should be stronger. So the, there's a perfect example of if maybe you have a fundamental story or even a technical story. You know, if you bought it and didn't have a sell stop, you can get run over. Yeah, easily on that one, especially that slide that we've seen over the last few sessions. Uh, just wanted to get your take real quick, Chris, on Bitcoin falling again but, uh, below 39,000 at this point. Uh, this doesn't seem to be a safe haven uh, area also as we've seen some continued weakness here. Bitcoin's also, it trades like a commodity. I'm, you know, I'm, I've watched it as long as you have. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I think a lot of people waste a lot of time and energy, you know, trying to describe exactly what it is. To me, it's another commodity. You might as well be looking at sugar or gold or, or soybeans or anything. It hits these levels. There, there, there's a lot of interest in buying at that forty thousand level. When that doesn't hold, everybody that bought it there at forty thousand, you know, it's uh, they're like, okay, we need to get out. We need to to uh, to reevaluate. Now, yeah, like everything else, if you've got, you know, if your time horizon's thirty years then I guess you don't care if you know the, the market's whipping around like that. But if your time horizon is a week or two, again, same thing goes. I don't care what you're trading. If you're trading crude oil, gold, if you're trading soybeans, um, you've got to have an exit strategy. So um, again, you know that's, that's, that's key no matter what you're trading. And yeah, Bitcoin, same thing. Bitcoin is supposed to be the new inflation hedge. Well, you know, if you look at the chart, it has also, you know, it hasn't lived up to that sales pitch. Yeah, it's definitely the inverse, uh, I think, yes. at this point, Chris. All right, great stuff. Appreciate it, Chris. Yep. Thanks. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's Chris Robinson, Managing Director at TJM Institutional Services.